I can get into trouble if I listen to anything else. Okay, you're being recorded now, Alex. Okay, Alex. <laughs> okay, okay not, so no, it doesn't more matter to him. He's no just saying whether it's recording or not. Yeah. Yeah. If you're yeah. if you're listening to this recording, Dave and I stopped all the dirty talk before this started. <laughs> right. We're just, just thinking it now. We're just thinking it now. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, welcome everybody. Today is February the 22nd, 2023, and this is our All Lives Matter call with Dr. Alex Lloyd, Dr. David Peck, myself, Johanna Chan, I'll be assisting. And um, before we hear from them about today's topic, I want to share this disclaimer. The presentation is for education and informational purposes only, and since we're going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand this information is not intended to heal or cure anything. Everything in the presentation are the opinions of Dr. Alex Lloyd, Dr. David Peck, myself, Johanna Chan, or you if you choose to share. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concerns you may have. All right, guys, take it away. Thank you so much, Johanna. I'm Alex Lloyd. The guy in the middle is Dr. David Peck. And we are here to try to help you and the people that you love increase your emotional well-being by 100% or more in 12 months or less. And I would add, decrease your stress by 100% or more in 12 months or less, both of those. Um, and um, today- our Can I just add one thing in there? Yeah. Yeah. Let just me say one thing before you add. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. I, I was, I, I've been thinking about this. I, I pray for you guys uh, who may hear this at some point now or in the future. And um, this came to me while I was praying that there's a tragedy about this program. And the tragedy to me, to me, and the tragedy to me is that the beautiful lady who is behind the, the pink and white A up here that you can't see, probably knows more and has better solutions for the things we're talking about than Dave and I put together do. And you don't, get, <laughs> and you don't hear from her. So um, what the reason I bring that up is both to thank her and thank God for her. But also when she does the custom coding uh, in the last part of this program, I hope you guys will pick her brain a little bit because she's a genius with this stuff really is so we have been we have been yeah okay okay go ahead Dave. what were you no, i just wanted to say as you're improving your emotional well-being i call it uh being liberated from uh emotional slavery actually the title of the recording from last week they, they named it emotional slavery but anyway what what one of the things that happens in at least in my experience in the way i view i view this is that you start to become different than all the people around you. Yeah. You start to stand out in a way. So you're going to be, you may, you may experience as you feel chem, uh, emotional shift and emotional balancing, you might start to realize that like you're thinking different than everyone now. And, and so just, that's just a word of sort of warning in a way, but eventually, hopefully with time, it's going to be a mass movement where everyone is going to be, you know, healing and, and those kind of stresses. Anyway, Alex, so now I'm let, sorry. That, that. No, that's brilliant. And let me tell let me tell let me add a post-it note to that, Dave, that one of the biggest problems we have had at the healing codes over 22 years, and I'm not joking about this, I'm dead serious, 
is we would have one one person of a couple come to us for help but the other partner would not come to us for help in fact they might think this is silly or stupid or placebo or whatever and so the the one that came for help you know they work with us for a while or a month or a year six months whatever whatever and that happens what dave just said happens and they are changed in a good way well one of the pitfalls of that is that their partner has not changed yeah. or, or maybe hasn't changed so sometimes they change spontaneously as their partner's healing but sometimes not so if their partner hasn't changed it can cause a conflict because the partner wants to keep living their old life maybe but the person who's healed they don't want to go back in that closed dungeon with no fresh air and, and no freedom and no, you, you know, they want to live their life now. Only the partner, they're still back where they used to be unhealed. So yeah, that is a great point, Dave, and, and be aware of that. One other thing I would like to say, because you meant you talked about Johanna and that Johanna, the thing, one of the things about Johanna is the things that she doesn't say. And the patience yeah. that she shows, you know, especially with me during calls. So anyway, that's that's another, yeah. I think, form of genius that, you know, that is not always stated. But that's right. Um, Dave, do you want me to start uh, with the topic sure. or do you want to start? I mean, I'll start it. Sure. OK. OK. Well, anyway, the, the topic was suggested last week by Susan. And, you know, I, I really appreciate that she's uh, uh, bringing up topics because it, it does help. Yeah. And also, you know, um, creates, you know, where interest worth where we might not be seeing something or addressing a certain point. But it, it's related to grief and, and the effects of grief. And so. Um, actually, you know what, I'll pass it to you, Alex, and then I'll come back with my story if, if it's OK, okay. with you. Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, the time that I have grieved the most in my life um, surprised me, but it shouldn't have, okay? When I, was, uh, when I was 26 years old, I think, my mother was diagnosed with liver cancer. Um, I was in full-time ministry at the time. I was, not in, uh, I was not a psychologist. I was not doing counseling or therapy. I was in ministry. And, um, and liver cancer is, uh, I, I think they would probably, uh, say uh, agree with yeah. a, a virtual death sentence um, yeah. especially if it's so far along as my mom's was okay so we knew she was going to die or we believed that at the time i mean we prayed for her we did uh, all kinds of natural stuff we went to a couple of programs that you know had been successful but i i think we probably all including her believed that at some point she was going to die. Now she lived a lot longer than they thought she would. But anyway, anyway, so um, the night she died, I believed that I was ready. I mean, I'd said everything I needed to say. She had said everything to me she needed to say. We had prayed together. We had I mean, you name it. She asked me one night if I would get up in the hospital bed with her and just hold her. And I did. And it was wonderful. So, I mean, I thought I was ready uh, or as ready as I could be. But let me tell you, 
when she died and, and I, and we were all in the room with her when she died, I'd never seen anybody die before. Well, yeah, one person, but from afar, but anyway, when she died after it was over and her body is lying there in the hospital bed, ladies and gentlemen, it hit me um, like nothing I'd ever felt. And for about the next six months, Hope will tell you, I could hardly get out of the recliner. I was absolutely wasted. Um, I felt so guilty and ashamed for not working harder for my wife and family. And, and but I was just, it's like I wasn't even there anymore. Okay. It, it was such a stark contrast. And, um, and what I learned from that is that grief hurts in every way. It hurts physically. It hurts mentally. It hurts spiritually. It hurts relationally. And very often you feel like you're falling only you can't grab anything or you've already fallen and you're in a pit that you can't get out of. Okay. And you don't know how to get out and you feel like you're never going to get out. I absolutely felt like, okay, this is my life from now on. I'm never going to recover from this. And mm -hmm. I, I did in about six months, I recovered and got a lot better. And, you know, after a while things were great and, and I, I believe I was even better for some things I learned and went through during that experience. But let me tell you, if you know someone who's grieving or if you're grieving, that is serious business, okay? And it, it is, if you read the textbooks, typically it lasts a year or less, okay? Um, so if it has been over a year that you have been grieving, you need to do something, okay? You need to start taking some natural supplements. You need to get out and start walking. You need to get around people because you're supposed to have recovered by now if it's been over a year. And in some things you're supposed to recover from in six months. But, but if your stress barrel <laughs> is already pretty full when that happened, then that could be like the straw that broke the camel's back times a thousand. And now this thing that happens that you think, well, yeah, it's important and it's a big deal, but it shouldn't feel this bad. Mm -hmm. Well, you were, your, your stress barrel was probably almost full anyway. And, and so you're not just feeling the grief, you're feeling the grief on top of that, all that other junk you already had. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, what, what I would recommend for someone that you know and love is love them to death with kindness, with compassion, with, I don't, don't try to tell them you know how they feel. You don't know how they feel. Even if you've been through exactly the same thing, you don't know how they feel. Everyone reacts different to the same situations, okay? But if it's been over a year, somehow lovingly, Try to get them moving again. Try to give them hope again. Try to give something they're interested in again. Uh, do codes with them. Do something, something. Uh, but anyway, that, that's what I wanted to share, Dave, about. Right. about okay. Yeah, okay. So my, I also, so I experienced some very severe grief not too long ago. 
um, regarding my wife, Anna, who, um, so basically we were married for about 10 years from 96 and then in, and she actually had her first hospitalization before we got married. So it was actually surprising that I still married her anyway. Um, so she had a number, several hospitalizations throughout the years. And then in 2010 or 11, I think it was, uh, she had a major break and she was, you know, severely delusional and she left, you know, she was, she, she, she basically was hospitalized and then she never came back. And I knew she would never come back. Um, she never um, talked to the kids again. Um, I had two boys, nine and 11 at the time. And um, so, so she basically, we lost her basically that the way I look at it, we lost her in 2010. Now I stayed married to her for 10 years because I didn't want to abandon, you know, her kind of thing. But um, you know, a person doesn't choose to become delusional and the delusion was towards me. A lot of it, like the main thing, but I, you know, so I grieved, I, you know, I made efforts to, to, you know, get in touch with her and, I, and eventually I gave up after a while but as a result of this um some very good things happened I mean I basically um was open the healing code book was introduced to me by a person a biochemistry professor from Korea actually who had heard about my wife and brought the book to me actually and was like this can work for you and your wife and she gave me the book and and so like I was skeptical and then I read it and that was the three days and the epiphany and that kind of thing happened. But my motivation at the time was that, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't feel like I was solely responsible for her illness in that, because I mean, her sister had a very similar thing and it was it's sort of in the family, et cetera. But I did feel that I contributed by, you know, just the way I was, you know, sort of unconscious bully and that kind of thing. And so I made a real conscious effort to say, listen, I can't pass this on to my kids. So that was that was the motivation for me to work on myself. And I that's when I found the healing codes and it was perfect. You know, everything has pursued it further and further. Um, so, you know, it, it really um, the shock of it, you know, and being a single father is very different than just being a father. Actually, you know, I think I'm not, not, it's not, it's it's clear to the single fathers because, you know, we take on both roles. So it's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a whole different um, situation. You have to cook basically <laughs> make three meals a day. Um, and it, but, um, go yeah. ahead. No, but I was just going to say that, that as a result of this, and I mean, it was painful. I mean, it was, it was, I mean, this was, Anna was beautiful. She was a beautiful wife and a beautiful mother. She loved her kids she was brilliant you know she was uh wrote she was poetry and um um but um i don't know there was a lot of guilt in there there was a lot of you know and she wasn't you know, we weren't sort of by the book type people you know that would just play along in the game so i think in some ways she may have been targeted you know etc you know how their sort of mob mentality is um but anyway as a result of it I think something very good came of it. And I was wondering, you know, cause I was happy to hear you say that, that as a result of your grief, there was a positive 
thing that came out of it, but it, it was very much true for me. I mean, I, I feel great now. I mean, for a long time, there was, there was a time when, because she used to tell me things that I didn't really understand when we were together. And then after she was gone, my God, it was like, I was, you know, I was getting it. I understood everything that she was telling me and, and it was just amazing. And, you know, my, my behavior changed quite a bit. You know, I just, uh, I, um, just, um, you know, there was like pornography and stuff before that and everything and all that ended essentially. Um, and still is, you know, to the day, but anyway, so I, there can always be a silver lining. I think, uh, you know, I think, um, the grieving, I'm not sure if the grieving, the healing, when the healing codes came in and I don't know at what point it was in terms of the grieving, whether I didn't, I didn't, was, I wasn't doing healing codes specifically on her death, but, um, as a result of healing other things, I've spoken about that before, you know, um, it, I don't know, somehow it faded, you know, the, the, the grief faded. And then I guess I went through certain stages and then going to accept it. So anyway, that's, that's my story. I hope. If, um, if you want to know the statistics on it, um, here they are. That, some basic statistics. Someone dies every 15 minutes. And that's in the U.S., not the world. Um, in the world, 67 million people die every day, uh, every year. 67 million every year, okay? About 20% of those, uh, of survivors of those people, 20% of 67 million will develop what is called complicated grief. And complicated grief means it doesn't last six months and then you recover. It doesn't last a year and then you recover. You don't recover. And so those people go into a tailspin and, and very often they come out of it in years. Very often they get help or something, but a lot of them don't. And they, and they very often end up addicts or, or with severe habits um, that sort of rule their life. It's very, very sad. So, 20% of 67 million, uh, what is that, Dave? 20% uh, uh, of 67 million. <laughs> what is that? Um, 67 times be, 0.2. It would be 20 million. It'd be what? 15 million? 13.4 million. Okay. How many? How much? 13.4. Okay. So 13.4. Wait, 13. did I screw that up? Oh, <laughs> No, 13.4 million people. Um, but those are the people that died. So all of those have at least one person they leave behind. Some of them have many. Okay. Well, 13 to probably 50 million people a year, based on the statistics, go into complicated grief where they don't recover like they're supposed to. Okay, so if you've had something happen, a trauma, and you are still at a lower place than you were when that happened, and it's been over a year, there's a good chance you have complicated grief. It's not maybe that you have some health problem or COVID. Now, that, that, those things can all contribute, but you may very well have complicated grief, which means you need to apply the codes and healing stuff to healing that sadness, hopelessness, helplessness, grief. 
So, uh, Dave, do you want to start the code? You want? Yeah, me? I, can, okay. I can start. Yeah. All right. Okay. So we're healing grief and all of its effects. We pray and we request that all destructive negative cellular memories, unhealthy habits and addictions, false limiting beliefs, and any relationship issues related to grieving from a loss or trauma be found, opened, and healed through love, light, truth, and God. Amen. And the first position is both hands in the bridge for healing grief. Okay, second position, left hand, Adam's apple, right hand bridge. And I would say kind of the opposite of grief is sort of a calm joy and peace, a calm joy and peace. When you start to feel that low level calm joy and peace, you're coming out of it. Okay, third position, just switch, left hand bridge, right hand Adam's apple. You know, and there were all certain occasions when I would remember her more that would, you know, that, that would come back, yeah. the grief would come back, yeah. Right, yeah, triggers. Right, triggers. That's such a sad story. Yeah. No. Fourth position, both hands, um, jaws. Yeah, I, I, um, <laughs> I don't know. And one of the things I, I really respect, David, mm. is that when she did leave, as much as you were grieving and as hard as that was, you stayed there and continued to pour your love into your children and your patients. And that's hard to do when you're the one that sort of, and I don't really mean this as harsh as it sounds, but kind of left holding the bag. Mm -hmm. uh, that's hard. It's really hard. I've been in that place. Mm -hmm. Okay, back to the first position, both hands in the bridge. Yeah, it, it was a it was a shock, but the the thing was I had the two small kids, so it was really, I mean, I had to live for them basically. <laughs> I had to well, do you didn't, no, no, you didn't have to. You chose to, mm -hmm. uh, which is kudos to you, big time. There's lots of fathers that leave. Okay, second position, left hand, Adam's apple, right hand bridge. One of the things that happened, though, was that I really had to sort of 
separate myself from everything that would like you just need all your time basically yeah, and wow. energy anything that drains that you know you just can't have that yeah okay and then switch now left hand adam's uh bridge right hand adam's apple And she eventually died of lymphoma. She had a recurrence. And the one thing I didn't mention was that after about 10 years, I finally had to divorce. I mean, people were telling me, you know, you got to divorce. You know, you can't just stay there forever. And six yeah. months after the divorce, she was dead. Mm. He had a recurrence and died. Mm. Anyway, fourth position, both hands, jaws. And one of the bad things at the beginning was that I was grieving so much. It wasn't allowing my kids to grieve. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Okay. Back to the beginning. First hands uh, bridge. Last, last um, first position. Okay, that's two complete cycles. All right, let's do uh, acupuncture points and let's start with side of the hand. Pimples. Collarbones. Little finger. Under the nose. Eyebrows. Thumb, under the eyes, under the nipples, index finger, under the arms, sore spot, middle finger, chin, 9G, eyes open, closed, open, eyes down to the left, down to the right, circle your eyes, circle back the other way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. All right. Let's activate governing and conception vessel three times. Three times. This is called yin and yang. Calms the nervous system. If it hurts, you're pushing too hard. Should never hurt. All right, now custom healing centers. Let's start with heart. Please open and harmonize. If it hurts, you're massaging too hard. Throat, please open and harmonize. Forehead, please open and harmonize. Base or root on the pubic bone, please open and harmonize. Crown, please open 
and harmonize. Middle of the stomach, please open and harmonize. And under the belly button, please open and harmonize. And then let's do left hand brain stem, right hand forehead. <sighs> Just relax, slow deep breaths from your stomach. Don't try to make anything happen. In fact, try to get out of the way and let your body, mind, and spirit do it. They know how to do it and quickly. If you do this at home, I might do this section for about two minutes. Hands over the heart, slow deep breaths, one right after the other, let the code process. Usually for about a minute at least. And when you're ready, uh, take a look at your zero to 10, note any change. Open your eyes when you're ready. And Johanna, if we have a comment or question, I can stay a few more minutes today. I've got a little bit more time. Okay, we have one. Uh, maybe y'all don't want me to stay, but I, I can stay. <laughs> yes, we do. We want you to stay the whole second half hour. <laughs> okay, star nine on your phone, everyone will raise your hand. And uh, the first caller is going to be Barb. going to ask you to open your line. Hello, everyone. Hi, Barb. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. good. So I'm um, new in the LT3 class. And ah, that bar. That bar. <laughs> and well, um, I, I was just wondering, um, these codes here, can I also integrate them into what we're doing? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. But just add the other LT3 stuff to it. Okay, for sure. Yeah. And the yeah. other question I have is um, my 21-year-old son is quite interested in this, but he has a lot of anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, does, do you have to do like his voice recording in order to get specific codes for him or can I get codes for him? Uh, you can. He could probably even use yours since he's uh, blood. So you might have him try one of yours and just see what happens. Uh, but yeah, of course we can get him uh, a code for him. Um, we would need his voice recording or something, a voice scan or something in order to do that if it was going to be a custom one. But okay. you might start him on one of yours or the one from the book or whatever. The one from the book is is really simple. A lot of people like it because it's simple and easy to remember. Dave? I just wanted to say that universal healing code, I used it for years for so many different issues. I mean, my major issue, I was healing with this universal code. So, so you could, you'd go with that. I mean, he, of yeah. course he'll get better, faster results with a custom code, but you know, just to get started with, you know, and get the positions. In fact, I had a, I had an LTT, LT3 participant Tuesday who I'd never met before. And um, she had uh, been diagnosed in, I believe 2015 with ALS and given six weeks to live and somebody gave her the healing code book and she started doing it 
And in three weeks, she was out of bed, off a feeding tube, swallowing, talking, walking, goes back. There's no trace of ALS. She said they sent her test results to ALS specialists all over the world. They all said none of them had ever seen anything like it. All she was doing was the code from the book. Alex, this is miracle healing. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's not a miracle to you because it makes perfect sense based on stress and that kind of thing, but it's a miracle. Yeah. And that's about the 15th person by my count that we know of who's healed from ALS. And if you Google it, what you'll find from standard medicine is there's never been one person that's healed from ALS and, and no one can heal from ALS because you can't heal from it. But we've had at least 15 that I know of. See, and here's the problem. If I could just jump in again, Alex, because, you know, we, I know there's a lot of talk about double blind studies and randomized control. You're never going to get it. You know, it, I think they're way over um, overemphasized. You know, mm -hmm. you have you have reports like this. There's it shouldn't be there shouldn't be an impediment to people trying it because there's not a randomized controlled trial or something like that anyway. Well, it's, it's that. And also I feel embarrassed doing this. Those are the two things. Even now after 22 years? <laughs> no, not me. I don't, but I mean, that that's, that's one of the biggest things people tell me is, is they either don't think it's going to work. There's no double blind studies, which we have lots of now, or it's just embarrassing. Uh, it seems silly. And, and I agree with that. It does seem silly, but for whatever reason, it works. Well, that's amazing. Um, my uncle died of ALS and it was horrible. Oh. Oh, Unbelievably yeah. horrible. Yeah. But I, I have also um, just recently met someone who um, who has very has liver cancer and very, very small percentage of the use of his liver anymore. Um, so you think the universal healing codes would be a place to start him also? I would sure start. Yeah. And uh, how many times a day would you? As many as he'll do it. Okay. okay. And, and if he can find, find a memory or find, hone in yeah. on that issue, the major one, if he okay. can. Okay. The, the, the more you dig in order, you know, like, okay, what's my emotion? Have I felt that before? What was that about? The more you dig the faster it works. And so thinking on that while you're doing the codes is most yeah. beneficial then. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. your intention prayer when you do the prayer at the beginning. Yeah. Right. But I think um, somewhere in there, I thought I was, I was meditating on scripture. Um, yeah, that's what I, I pray the whole time when I do it. But if it's more beneficial to actually think on the emotion or where you think that childhood source came from, if that's more beneficial, then I want to go there. Well, I would do that. I would do yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> All right. We have another hand up. This is Susan. Do you want to un... Susan, you're the reason for what we talked about today. Yeah. Ah, uh, thank you, guys. It's so good that you uh, are open to us uh, um, uh, dropping little ideas in your um, uh, path because 
Yes, it comes from my clients, uh, really. So many people have grief, and grief has a funny, pernicious, or pernicious little way about it that um, it will uh, stay with people, and people will live with grief thinking that they can never heal because yeah. they just actually they don't know they can heal. Yeah. And what I've discovered um, is some people who are high functioning, very capable human beings, and then grief. Once they have these these skilled tools, it's like their heart. I get them talking to their heart, as you talk about in in memory engineering, Dr. Alex. The talking to the heart was something I'd been doing a long while, and it really works a great deal because it coheses the person with what they're here in life right. to do, and then then the cooperation starts to bring them with the, the the whole body the whole field of the human knows that they are able to heal because they're using the healing codes and that's kind of a righto let's give it to them and so one issue after another some very high functioning people within my clients have brought up lots of grief and discovered that they were dragging it around with them and they weren't cognitively aware they weren't aware in their mind that it was there but it's become a very useful thing and now they're even more high functioning of course because they, they will you know come to me when they've got their high peak of difficulty we work with that and they're able to phone me that's very been very useful um because it's changed my entire field of energy having the healing codes I was uh, a year down the track after um, nursing my late husband uh, with cancer. He died in my arms and I'd nursed him by myself out in the bush uh, here in Aussie. <laughs> and uh, it was just like seeing my greatest dream die in front of me, with me in my arms, because uh, we had an amazing, very explosive um, marriage at times, but a powerful, powerful love. And the 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 uh, aliveness that seems to come to me after he had passed away appears to me to be his spirit staying around me and being when I need that to, to come in, which was something I never expected. The other thing was it wasn't until he passed away that I was aware of how it brought me to what I didn't know that I didn't know. Ah, uh, yeah. All kinds of aspects of me. Once he was, and my focus was not there and me having to take care of him, it completely opened me up because I had been for years committed to using energy um, process. I started self-healing because I just was interested. I didn't think that I thought that I had anything particularly wrong with me, um, only to find that I had a nice big fat compost heap to get through. <laughs> and so what I found was that the energy healing, I just dedicated myself to doing that every single day from the minute he passed away, even though there were some days I just didn't even feel like I wanted to get out of bed, but I wasn't going to leave that experience of coming and finding me passed away in my bed on top of that for, for my um, my child. Very important um, uh, 
openings of me came out of that because of that dedication. And I just knew the tools I was using weren't there, so I kept on asking for more. And I needed a, pro a process I recognised was more complete than the process I was using, which happened to be the tapping, which you put at the front end of your trilogy. BFT. That was lead process. Um, ladies and gentlemen, um, besides Dave and Johanna, Susan, I think, is the only other person here that I've met in person. And she is one of our practitioners in Australia. So if you're in Australia and need somebody to work with, you could never find any be anyone better or more loving and kind than Susan. Um, so anyway, I'm so glad you're here, Su Susan. And uh, I can't wait to see you again. It's been too long. Oh, it would be so exciting. I will never forget when we we did that um, whole pile of training we did with you and you asked for people to come to the front and you, you actually came yeah. behind me for some reason. You put your hands on my shoulders yeah. and your uh, the power you put into my system was probably the most powerful I had ever felt from anybody. And so that was back in 2006. So all I can say to you, young man, is you have made massive change to yourself. And that's the beauty of having such simple tools because I accelerated that one year after Rod passed away. It was when I was asking oh, for more complete. Then, then, the, then the codes came to, to my life. And honestly, Dr. Alex, the acceleration of me and the change that happened in me, more things happened that changed that I didn't know could change and that uh, I didn't know were able to be even healed. Susan, Susan can be I interrupt you a second? Yes. I apologize, but I, I've got to say something there. Um, ladies and gentlemen, it is, it is amazing to me how many people feel that way, that this is just the way it is. I can't, this can't be healed. I can't heal this. It's just the way I am. It's just, you know, now that this has happened, this is my new normal. This, you know, ladies and gentlemen, almost anything can be healed. Okay. Yes. If you can heal ALS, you can heal it almost anything. Okay. So if you feel that way or know someone that does, let me tell you, there is big time hope because almost anything can heal. I've heard that a thousand times and, and most of those people healed. So um, uh, I am going to have to run. I apologize. Uh, it was so nice to be here with you. I'm going to try to stay more and more often. Uh, my schedule's just crazy right now, but I love you, Dave. Thank you, uh, Johanna, Susan, and Barb. Everybody, love you. Thank you so much. And now, now pick Johanna's brain. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, let's see. We have another caller. This is April S. I'm going to go ahead and let her um, ask a question. And then um, we'll go ahead and do the custom code. So April S, you want to open your line? Hi, everyone. Yes, perfect timing for this. I 
had to unfortunately put my baby doggy down on Monday. So I was doing healing codes on her, but it did help minimize her seizures. So um, I want to thank you all for that. And I want to thank the person that suggested it for today because it was perfect timing. So thank you, everyone. And um, yeah, so I'll be doing the healing codes every day. Every minute of every day. And it actually helped me get through the grieving process as well over the weekend of, of losing her and, and her going to her doggy heaven. And oh, um, I know, I know. And then of course this weather, like Johanna, I'm, I'm same kind of in the same area as Johanna. And then this crazy weather here that we're having with the winds and everything else hasn't helped it much, you know? So um, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a, a, a an interesting week. But anyways, again, I wanted to say thank you to the person that suggested this. And again, it was perfect timing. And thank you. Yes. Thank you, Susan. Thank you. <laughs> and you guys have a blessed day. Okay. Bye. Okay. So I'm going to stop the recording now and we'll go ahead and open the line though. For